priest has been arrested for sexual assault in the fly-in community of Little Grand Rapids in Manitoba. One woman's refusal to settle for eviction holds up massive new condo project in Montreal. Lawyers warn that Canada's new bail proposals are unconstitutional and fighting continues in Sudan despite a ceasefire. Good morning. It is Wednesday, May 31st. I'm Nora coming at you from St. John, New Brunswick. Here are your headlines. We start this morning in the community of Little Grand Rapids, Manitoba, where RCMP officers have arrested a priest for sexual assault. The charge is that he sexually assaulted an eight-year-old girl, and the cops say that there might be more victims. On May 27th, the girl was alone with the priest helping him clean when the assault happened. The priest tried to stop her from leaving, but the girl got free and ran home. When she told her mother what happened, her mother got police involved and the priest was arrested. The priest is Arul Savari, and he's been charged with sexual assault, sexual interference, and sexual exploitation of a young person. Luring and forcible confinement charges were laid as well, reports the Canadian press. Savari worked at Pawangasi First Nation, and the community has said that there might be more victims, and they're encouraged to come forward. Savari is relatively new to Canada. He came to Canada six years ago and has worked under the Archdiocese of St. Boniface. He's the priest at St. John the Evangelist in Little Grand Rapids. In wake of the charges, Savari has been stopped from any ministerial activity and isn't allowed to be around parishioners or children. And now a good news story from Montreal. The Canadian press's Megan Laurie is reporting the story of Carla White, who pays $400 per month for her small, plant-filled apartment in downtown Montreal. She has no working stove and her desk and bed take up most of the space, but it's home. And it's the sole remaining reason a building that is slated for demolition cannot be demolished. It's being demolished so a new 175-unit condo can be built. For the project to go ahead, the developer needs to find White a place to live. White refuses to leave unless the developer finds her a place that will ensure she doesn't end up homeless. The apartment is on the corner of Saint-Hubert and Saint-Catherine. The city's demolition committee voted in favor of demolition, but there are conditions attached to the decision that the developer show that they've been able to come up with an agreement with the holdout tenant, a.k.a. White. The developer is Mondev. They claim that they've been trying to negotiate with White for years, but the negotiations have not been successful. They said that they've offered her $20,000, which she has refused. She says that she wants a penthouse and more than $50,000. White says that none of her demands are unreasonable. The cost of living in Montreal and the lack of affordable housing means that her apartment is rare. White wants affordable rent that is guaranteed for five years or the cash equivalent. The developer has offered her an apartment, but there was no guarantee that her rent wouldn't rise. Lowry talked to Robert Baudry, city councillor and chairperson of the demolition committee. He said, quote, In the current state of things, it's very hard to find new housing. So we wanted to re-emphasize the fact that according to the regulation, they have to show that everything has been done to respect the rights of the tenant, unquote. Next, criminal lawyers are raising concerns that proposed changes to Canada's bail laws will be declared unconstitutional. The Liberals are supposed to issue a statement that explains how the changes are constitutional soon. 
Criminal lawyer Kyla Lee has said that the changes to make it more difficult for some repeat violent offenders to get bail will be unconstitutional as bail is considered a constitutional right. The legislation introduced by the federal liberals will create a procedure where people will have to demonstrate why they believe that bail is warranted in their case, rather than how it works right now, where judges have to show why someone needs to stay behind bars. This reverse onus situation will place more pressure on the accused to demonstrate why they deserve bail and will take pressure off the state to demonstrate why incarceration is necessary. The government has said that there are quote-unquote data gaps related to bail conditions. They have not actually demonstrated through statistics that more violent crime is being committed by people who are out on bail. They're more responding to popular sentiment that is being fueled by people who want to see people locked up. It's a return of the Harper-era tough-on-crime laws, except this time it's coming from the Liberals. The risk, says lawyer Lawrence Greenspan, is that while the charter challenges make their way through the legislative processes, there will be people who get caught up in the system under laws that will probably at some point be struck down, just as happened under the so-called tough-on-crime laws from Stephen Harper. And finally, to Sudan, where violence has continued despite a ceasefire that was intended to allow aid to reach civilians. The army and the rapid support forces had agreed to extend a week-long ceasefire by five days. Just before they signed the extension, though, there was intense fighting in all three adjoining cities in the capital, Khartoum, Khartoum North, and Omdurman. The ceasefire is being monitored remotely by Saudi Arabia and the United States. While the ceasefire was broken, aid still reached about two million people. Al Jazeera is reporting that residents of Omdurman were skeptical that a ceasefire would stop the violence in their city. Some 1.4 million Sudanese have fled their homes since the war started, including 350,000 people who have fled to neighboring countries. Of the 5 million residents of Khartoum, nearly 700,000 people have fled. Those are your headlines for Wednesday, May 31st. It's the last day of May, so make sure you do something to celebrate the passage of time. I'm Nora, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.